Hello, TDD. Stoney here. And April. And April. Maybe we've got that uh, introduction down now. Um, the last few episodes have been a little bit somber. They've been a little more uh, traumatic for us, and, and but it's been good because we've we've uh, we feel like we've touched some folks that um, can relate to us, and we can relate to y'all. You know, we understand completely that we are not the only ones that have gone through some bad times. But what we need to, what we forget to focus on sometimes is that we've had so many good times. Well, I think it's also nice to know that, you know, other people to know that they're not alone. You know, they're not the only ones that feel that way. And feeling validated is what everybody wants. So, you know, if you feel like crap for a certain reason, chances are there's, lots of people out there that feel the same way you do for the same reasons. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, I hate that anyone else maybe has had accidents or have, uh, you know, suffered from chronic pain for any number of reasons, but it is nice to know that there's someone out there that understands how you're feeling and, and, um, you know, can relate to your day to day struggles and, but uh, but today we want to do something a little more fun because we have had so many good times and we have had so many um, awesome memories and, and done so many fun things together in the last eight years. And um, so we want to talk about some of that today. You know, coming out of college, I grew up on a ranch in Oklahoma and I went to the same high school from kindergarten until I graduated. I lived in two different houses. Um one of those houses my grandparents still live in today and the other one my cousin lives in. So it's a family tradition. That's right. But, you know, I always wanted to get out of Locust Grove, um, you know, and I love Locust Grove, but as a, as a boy, like my dream was just to get out of, just to get out of town and go do something. I felt like something bigger was out there for me. And so, uh, right out of college, I took a job, uh, working for my dad, uh, in Tulsa. But shortly thereafter, um, I got a great job in Florida and, and moved down to, uh, down by Fort Walton beach. And, and I had a little house there that, well, first I lived in a condo and, uh, hurricane Dennis, came in, the floods came in my third story condo window. So that was short lived. And then I moved inland and I had this cute little house and it was just me and my dog. And I spent too much time, you know, I work 17, 18 hour days sometimes. The rest of the time I spent at Ollie's Bar and Grill eating cheeseburgers and, and drinking beer and gaining lots of weight. Um, I had the opposite childhood of moving all the time and never having the same home and moving schools and it was not fun. How many different schools did you go to? Eight. Eight different schools. I went to one. <laughs> so so I can't really, and, you know, April and I really did have just completely different childhoods. And I think that that's good for us because, um, 
when we're relating to something to our kids, there's some things I can relate to and, and things she can relate to. And, um, you know, but we did definitely have very different childhoods, but I wanted to get out of Locust Grove. It was nothing against Locust Grove. I love Locust Grove. Um, you know, when I, when I pull into town, I can feel my heart get warm and it just feels like home. But so I moved to Florida and, and man, I lived a, you know, a stupid life. One time we went, me and some friends went out and when I woke up, I was in a house that I did not recognize. Um, and no, I was the only one in the house. I'm not sure how I got there. April's giving me funny looks right now. But I've never heard that story. It, well, I think you have. Mm-hmm. But I got up and I went out, like I walked around and I went outside. I was sleeping on a couch and I walked down the street to a gas station. I've never heard this story. Really? Really? I walked down the street to a gas station. I mean, I literally had no idea where I was at. And uh, I walked in and I said, ma'am, to the lady at the cash register, I said, ma'am, where am I? And uh, she said, you in Enterprise. And I said, Enterprise, Florida? And she said, no, honey, Enterprise, Alabama. I woke up in the wrong state. I don't think you should tell stories like that. No, granted, it's not very far across the Alabama line, but I mean, that's what I'm just giving a feel for what my twenties were like. Um, and April and I had very different twenties too, because in her twenties, she had two kids. And I have never not had kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to be the responsible, taking care of somebody adult my whole adult life. Well, I did not have that. Sounds like you did it for both of us. When you wake up in the wrong state, uh, you definitely do not need to be caring for any young, uh, young humans. You don't. And also probably don't retell it to a podcast with a gazillion people. Well, I wrote it before. I'm certain. It's funny. Hmm. Well, that was a long night. And then I had to figure out how to get home from Enterprise, Alabama. And you were by yourself? Yeah. I rode there with a guy from Ollie's, apparently. And it was it's difficult to explain. I guess. But anyways, so, you know, I had this little house, but it's all it was. It was a house. And, and then a few years later, I moved to Virginia. and I had a house there. And... It was just a house. You know, there was nothing warm about it. It was a pretty house. It was a nice house. Um, but, you know, a mid-20s guy doesn't, or at least I didn't. Uh, I, and I, I don't necessarily like lots of stuff anyways. Like, I kind of enjoy just emptyish rooms, which April absolutely does not. <laughs> She's the opposite of that. I've tried to get better. I've got I've got better. You have you have got better. At first it was very, very difficult for me to deal with. I like how he says this, yet we're sitting in a room that is 
literally all I can see from my left and my right is guitars. Guitars don't count. That's that's a lot of room. It's just the wall. It's not, none of them are in the floor. They're all hanging. Well, Floor or wall, it takes up the same amount of space. Actually, there's a guitar over there on the floor and a violin on the couch. I just bought April a violin because she told me she wanted to learn last week. So that's what, a, I think that's what a good husband does, right? Is to, I did say it like maybe a month or so ago and... You know, and so I've been looking, waiting. I'm kind of like a little kid. You know, I have ideas, and then <laughs> I think that was, <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent correct. She's just like a little kid. Like she'll have an idea today and think this is a great idea, and then tomorrow she'll be like, "No, I don't think I want to do well, that." Well, if you can play the fiddle, kudos to you because I don't even understand how it, I could begin to make something sound out of that. I do not have any musical. I, I have DNA. faith in you. I think you're going to do it, and I think we're going to become a duo. Oh, don't! And we're going to win a Grammy. You're going to be so disappointed. I want. I just want one Grammy. Like, I mean, I'd take multiple, but one would be pretty cool to sit on the mantle. We each have two old vintage campers that we need to work on. Let's do that instead. All right. All right, so I got a little bit off course with my Alabama story. Um, that was, but I don't think that's bad. It was. I'm explaining who I was in my 20s, and I'm pretty sure I've made that clear to everyone, and and, and into my 30s. But I've cleaned up. I've. You met the I, woman a, of your dreams. I'm a new man. I met the woman of my dreams, and had two, and she had two little women of my dreams. Hmm. And so I guess what I'm getting at is, is even though I had a lot of experiences and a lot of fun and a lot of traveling and living in different places, um, you know, when I thought of home, if I, you know, if I would think of home, I thought of my home in Murphy, Oklahoma, and that's where I was raised. And I think that's kind of sad if you're an adult and that you never really felt like you had a home. And I think there's a distinct difference between a house and a home. And so April lived in Langley um, and the girls lived in Langley and I lived in Medill, and uh, which is down on the Texas border. And, um, then when I took the job in Texas, you know, we, we kind of had to move quickly and it was towards the end of the girls' school year. And so they stayed there until they finished school. And I was living in a, in a hotel, literally in a holiday inn. And so I rented this house because at that point, when we moved to Texas, I owned two houses and April owned one. So we had three mortgages between us. And I really didn't feel like taking on a fourth. That was fun. <laughs> and trying to be a a, a landlord from uh, afar is not desirable at all. So I rented this house, and it was in an, it was in town in a neighborhood I'd never lived in town. The girls, you know, they don't enjoy living in town, but I, I just rented this house because. 
there is hardly anything to find to rent in White House, Texas. Right. Especially if you want something not in town, it's practically impossible. And the rent there was way higher than it was in Oklahoma. So I had a little bit of sticker shock whenever I first started looking at houses. I was like, this is what I'm getting for, I don't know, 15, 12, 1300 bucks. It was or 11. 1100 bucks. And so, and having owned houses, like renting was a new thing for me. Like I didn't feel like I was getting anything for my money, but I guess I had a roof over my head. So that was good, but they didn't like that house. And and I I didn't like that house, but I didn't hate it. They hated it. I think wasn't like the house itself. It was that whole, you know, adjusting period of moving and, starting over and, and not liking the house. And I mean, the house wasn't awful, you know, but the bathtub. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day I stepped into the bathtub in our, in our bedroom, the, the bathroom in our bedroom. I stepped into the bathtub, to take a shower and my foot went through the bottom of the bathtub. Like, and it took them weeks, a full size 11, shoe hole in the bottom of the bathtub and the owner of the house didn't have the money to fix it. And, you know, we were kind and it was a two bedroom house and like we were understanding three bedroom. I meant two bathroom, Mm -hmm. two bathroom house. So we, uh, we had another place to take a shower, but then after a few weeks, you begun, you become angry. (laughs) I was big and pregnant. I was angry. Much less patient. So, um, at, when, when that year was up, we, uh, we rented another house that was a big, beautiful house, uh, in Richland Hills neighborhood in white house. And it was four bedroom and three bath. And uh, it was wonderful. We had our own, was it three bath or two bath? It was two full baths. Yeah. It yeah. was four, four bedroom, two bath. And it was a really pretty house. Section. Like in in our section of the house, there was a pocket door even to close us off. Even we more. could it was literally like two houses. Till this day, I've never had that experience. That wonderful year we had of seclusion. <laughs> we kind of have that now. A little even though the girls don't come back to the back of the house where they should be. Well, apparently we're really cool and they always want to be around us. We are cool. So we rented that house for a year. And then we decided, okay, it's time to buy something because we liked where we were at. And, and, you know, you didn't want to just, just buy something on a whim. We wanted to know that we liked the town and that we liked where, where we were. So, um, so we started looking for houses to buy, but you know, we're country people. We have horses and we have, we wanted animals. And And unless you make, you know, over a million dollars in White House, finding exactly what you want in the country with land is almost impossible. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, you know, the oil business is strong there and there there's the land goes, uh, for quite a bit of money. And, but I was boarding a horse at a, at a place uh, about 10 minutes away, which was costing me additional rent. And so we just needed to find a place that had some land. And, and so we started looking. And um, so one night, full disclosure, I was pooping. 
You were. <laughs> and I got a text from April from uh, a real estate link. And it was a not great looking mid-90s modular home. And at first I thought it was a joke. I was like, you know, we're not. Because at the time we were living in this 3,000 square foot, you know, just really, Actually, really we nice We home. couldn't really tell because it had a metal roof and it was like a satellite, a Google Earth image. But I could see that it had a barn, it had a round pen, it had all this land, and it had a metal roof. But then I got to the front of the house and it was still, you know, it had a brick Nick. foundation around it and it had metal. It was metal siding and metal yeah, roof. I said, but I think yep. it's, you know... A, a modular home. I was like, what do you think? You know? And it, and I laughed like I was like, we're not moving there. But then I got to thinking about, you know, she was, I think you were thinking like, Oh, you know, there's no way the kids will go. Well, there. that was the other thing is, you know, at, at this point they had grown used to living in this big, pretty house. And Emma, she, you know, she was so carefree. You could have put her in a refrigerator box and she would have been fine if she had a place to go play. But Abby was about at that time thirteen, and um, she very much liked the neighborhood that we were in. But we couldn't find any land, and this was a really nice piece of land. And like she said, it had an arena, it had a barn, it had you know the barn had stalls, it had the pastures broken up. so it had some good features to it. It just wasn't so we go wasn't see, kept up right. very nice. So we go see this house and we go in and um it's never been updated from early nineties and so it's got like fruit wallpaper and mirrors and like you know cherries and, then, and apples and if that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with that. But it wasn't really it's not our style and uh not really what we've been living in and definitely nothing like what the girls have lived in, but you know, I see stuff and I can see what I can do with it. So Stoney and I go, and we do a walkthrough and he's, I said, well, I said, I'm going to show, you know, I'm going to have the girls. I mean, we, we had good discussion about, you know, because I liked, I, I like to, to work on things and to, you know, that's something that April and I do well together. Um, I'd say probably one of the best things that like we work really well together, which is uncommon for me because I don't work really well with anyone. I was going to say, I think that's taken time. I'm sure I'm better at it now, but I was never not like, there are still some things that I struggle with. Like when you don't measure, you just start hanging stuff on the wall. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that. Um, but, (laughs) but April is amazing at making, something cute and homey and you know she can take something that looks like trash and make it into something cute to hang on the wall she's just that kind of person and you guys have seen our house it's always just decorated so cute and and always uh you know is there may be laundry laying around but well (laughs) in, in that one chair for sure so he gets so i'm like you know, let's have them come through. And he immediately is like, nope, I'm going to the truck. I'm not, you know, he wasn't going to, he, he totally anticipated Abby's reaction. Well, Abby 
had already had her nose turned up before we even got in the driveway. I mean, she's a young teenage girl. She liked living in town. She could could have cared less about living in the country or, you know, that, that age of kid. And so I bring her in and walk through and this is going to make her some bratty and she's not a bratty kid. She's not, but this was a pretty bratty moment. This was a bratty moment, you know, but it's a funny moment now looking back. And she literally had tears just like rolling down her face and she did not want to move there. Emma, on the other hand, you know, was running like a wild woman around the pasture it. immediately. You and know? so we were like, Abby had to bite the bullet. And so I told him, I said, girls, I promise if we move here, I will fix this. I will fix this house and it will be nice. I promise. I mean, I think you said like, have you ever known your mom to yeah. be somewhere and not it not feel like home or be cute? Yeah, I feel like we could move into just about anything and, and April would make it cute. But, you know, there are things outside of what April would do. Like I, I was going to fix it up. And and so um, we bought it. And uh, man, it was quite a project that we took on. I think probably... We knew that we were stepping into a, a big project, but I don't know that we knew exactly maybe no, how big. We were excited. I mean, it was our first house together. And, yeah. You know. Um, our, our first house, you know, uh, not those rent houses. And uh, so we started painting and we were trying to get in there. And I remember turning around one day and Gracie was like, she was right about a year old and she like, <laughs> before, I mean, I had my eyes on her, but she picked up a paint roller and right a, when I turned a around, used like, paint roller. yeah, a paint roller full of white paint and like just bit down on it. It did not go over well. She did not like that. She puked. Yeah. Thank, thankfully she puked. Yeah. We didn't have to call poison control. All three of my kids have had an incident like that. So I am not the helicopter parent the <laughs> other two i had to well abby drank liquid potpourri one time but she puked it up emma drank flea shampoo i had to call poison control and I actually ended up having to take her to the emergency room that was really horrible um i have had nothing to do with any of these three incidents. well you were there when grace had been on the paint roller yeah but you were supposed to be watching the paint i was doing something else oh so it's funny how that works out. I mean, we really worked on the house. I I put new flooring down uh, throughout the entire house. Uh, you know, fixed the, the people that had lived there before us. The the man that had lived there before us, a great guy, um, but or that we bought it from. Um, but he did things his way. His, his way. And so when I was, you know, trying to fix something electrical or trying to build something in the house and it ended up, you know, you, you would think that, okay, well, this new, this is square. Don't, do not assume anything is square ever. Um, and so I spent a lot of time aggravated and <laughs> trying to fix things that, uh, you know, weren't making sense to me when I was trying to redo wiring or something. But, you know, 
we made it our home. We made it a pretty cool little house and, and people that had seen it before, like when we first moved in, our friends, uh, I don't want to say I was embarrassed of it when we first moved in because I wasn't embarrassed. No, because we did a lot of work before we moved in. But, you know, I wasn't super proud of it either at that point because it still needed so much. But we worked and worked and worked and, you know, you know, a project like that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, we changed literally everything in the house by the time we had moved out. But, uh, you know, we just worked on it for for so long. As a matter of fact, um, Abby, she is not um, an easy kid to surprise. Like, or if you do surprise, like, I don't know, she doesn't. She isn't that, and they probably get, both of the girls, and they probably get that from me, you know, they're not like jumping up and down and screaming and squealing like some of these Facebook videos you see, but um, the one time that we surprised her, and she cried then too, and she's not a crier, but she was like so excited. I don't know if she cried, maybe she just hugged us and she was very... She was genuinely... Shocked and surprised. Shocked and happy. We had, they had went to Oklahoma, I think it was during the summer. And while they were gone, we had new carpet put in the bedrooms and because their floor was just horrible. And, uh, she came home. It was this ugly linoleum that. Fill and stick. It was, actually kind of looked like it had swastikas on it. Yeah. It was made a, us feel. It was a, made us feel terrible. bad, but <clears throat> it was funny. They weren't supposed to look like that, but. No, but they did. And, uh, so she came home and we had totally redone all the bedrooms with carpet. And she was like, you'd thought we'd bought her. She acted better about the carpet than she did when we got her car. I mean, but you know, think about that. We, so they go to Oklahoma. It wasn't just a, you know, throw some carpet down kind of thing. We had to, we had to move. So it was a three bedroom home and we took everything out of all three bedrooms into the living room. Just April and I. Just moving all the furniture, clothes, everything out of their rooms. Then I went in and laid all new wood flooring down before we had the guy come in and put carpet down. And then had to move everything back into their rooms before they now came home. Only like maybe three or four days. I mean, we were exhausted. But, uh, you know, that was, she was so happy just to have carpet. Gave me carpet. <laughs> I love you so much. But, you know, that little. And then they, Emma probably, or Gracie probably stained it within a week. Actually, they made slime. That was a while after, though. It wasn't that long because I remember saying, I swear if you get slime on that new carpet. Probably within the first year, six months. And and I went to bed early, and they the girls had stayed up late. And, and I heard them in there wrestling. And then I was like, girls, do not get the slime on the carpet. And then I, all of a sudden, I hear total silence. And I walked in there, and just this huge bowl full of slime is somehow smushed into the carpet. And we bought expensive carpet. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't cheap carpet. It was just smushed into the, into Emma's bedroom floor. And I was didn't just, didn't they just sit there and look at you? And, and in there? yeah. And I, I didn't even raise my voice. 
I said, I want it off that carpet. You've got 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. Get and for the next hour, I just saw the two of them running back and forth from the kitchen to the bedroom, the kitchen, like getting cleaning supplies and different stuff. And they got it out. And by the time I went to bed, they had gotten all the slime out of the carpet. Um, but we had lots of fun because, you know, my, you know, I love to repurpose things and, you know, like the ceiling in there, we used a lot of the tin that we had outside, you know, when we bought the house and then, um, where like the dining room is, it had like those older hutches that are built in. And then they have that, you know, horrible big mirror in the middle. Bronze. Yeah. Bronze, everything. And I was told Stoney, I was like, you know, I had this idea we could just cover that whole thing up. And so I found this out in the barn. It was like a, a big sheet of what you would put in like a bathroom. This makes us sound so redneck. A bathroom wall. It was, yeah, it was shower. Uh, so it was sleep on one side, but the back side was like, it was porous. So I took it, we took it in. It matched perfectly to cover those hutches and the mirror. And we put it up and I painted chalkboard paint on it. And it looked, so, I mean, that, that was there when we sold it. Oh yeah. It would, it turned out so cute. I would have never have thought to do something like that. Uh, and, I, no, you thought it was a horrible idea until we got. I that. mean, she told me what she wanted to do, and I thought, "Are you, are you serious?" And so I went in and built a frame and everything on the inside of it, so we could, you know, so we could hang it up there, and it would look nice. I thought, "Good God, what is she, what is she doing?" And then when she got done, of course, it was just as cute as it could be. And of course, my favorite thing there was, you know. There was this little, like one of those sheds that you get from Lowe's, you know, wood shed. And it was full of like these shelves and greasy, oily tools and stuff. And the previous owner had left it completely full of just. And it wasn't something, you know, Stoney was going to use. And so usually when I'm doing a project like that, even today, Emma will always help me. She's always in for it, you know, for the challenge. So we went out there and took all the shelves out, cleaned all of it up, you know, bought this bright blue turquoise paint and it was my chicken coop and we painted it all blue. And And of course this happened while I was deer hunting in San Angelo. I got a picture. It's funny. I do not remember that. She texted me a picture of her and Emma in the shed, tearing everything out. Uh, or, or taking all this junk out of it. And, um, yeah, I was six hours away in West Texas. But when he got home, he did real good. He built me a wall in there and did all my um, chicken wire. And then, you know, I had this, not a grandiose chandelier, just, you know, um, an older bronze one. And I painted it and told him what I wanted to do. And he undoubtedly shook his head and rolled his eyes. But... He did it. A chandelier in a chicken coop. I painted it yellow. But yeah, I built the wall in there. And so then we built some hen boxes and and I built a a big pen off the side of it so that they could go in and out. And, And of course, again, it turned out to be adorable and 
it worked so well for her little chicken operation. Um, you know, they, it actually makes me real sad. Like I have to like, like right now, like not even think about it cause it hurts my heart. Like I'm, I miss it real bad. Well, like that I, little spot, there was a perfect little tree there and I had, you know, if the girls were looking for me and I wasn't in the house, they knew where I was. There was a little bench underneath this tree and April would be sitting out there like a crazy person with chickens on her shoulders and well, in her our, lap. And Our neighbor had this big, beautiful garden. I mean, we always joked that if there was an apocalypse, like we knew where to go because... When we say garden, I mean, it was like three acres uh, garden. Immaculate. <laughs> like he, and that's all he did was work on it. I mean, every, day and night. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And so when the sun would set over there and it, you know, in East Texas is just so pretty. And so that's, but that was my favorite spot. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it out there. It was a good spot. Used it for pictures multiple times. Kids had fun with the chickens and the goats and, and the barn uh, was no different than the house. It had good bones. It was built sturdy and and um but you know it had seen better days so after we got mostly done with the house i started working on the barn and taking siding off and and then i talked him into doing two concreting two stalls and then we moved (laughs) so i you know i put all new siding on it and i built I, i built pins off the outside for the pigs and And like she said, we concreted two of the stalls so we could have, uh, you know, you don't want, for show pigs, you really don't want to raise them on dirt. It's not good for their skin, their hair and all that, and all that matters. And so it's better if you can raise them on concrete. So we, uh, especially in Texas, because it's warmer there, excuse me, I'm the one coughing today. uh And so mites. They irritate their skin, make little bumps. And I think in Oklahoma, you don't really have that issue near as much because it's so cold here, but it doesn't really do that in East Texas. So concrete was... Yeah, we didn't have that problem last year. But um, so, you know, I worked on a barn and, and tore basically all the siding off of it and then hung all new siding on it. And, this and, is pre-rec, all of this, by the way. Of, of we should throw that in there. <laughs> That kind of goes, goes slowed, without saying. Slowed way down after that. And so, and, you know, got the arena. Uh, it, when we bought it, the place, when anything that they had that uh, apparently wasn't needed or any kind of trash or anything at all was just thrown into the arena. They weren't using it. And so I cleaned up the arena and, um, had to mow down gigantic weeds. I ran over a little propane tank. Oh, I tank. thought that's where you were going with the story because that's really funny. Like he was, he cleaned <laughs> up to go out there and mow and, you know, we were in the backyard and I mean, that's probably what, 150 yards? Probably, yeah, probably. And he's out there mowing and all of a sudden we heard like this little mini explosion. Mini? It I didn't, mean. It didn't feel like a mini explosion. Well, I mean, it, I didn't want to be like too dramatic with it but it was la- I mean I was worried I thought like you'd blown up or something I was on my I was on my zero turn riding mower and uh yeah I was mowing the weeds down I thought I'd finally got everything cleaned up and for some reason 
you know, like those little propane bottles that you put on uh, to go camping with, the small ones? There was one of those in the grass. Who knows why? And I ran over it with the lawnmower, and it exploded, and it blew the back end of my uh, grass bag thing and my lawnmower off the ground and scared the life out of me. Like, and I mean, I thought I died. I thought, well, this is it. I died on the grass in the arena. And I didn't know what happened. So I got off and started digging through the grass. And then finally I found this propane bottle that had a big lawnmower gash in it. And Uh, also when we lived there too, uh, the horse... Uh, banjo that he had been boarding, you know, of course we were able to bring her over and she was pregnant. And so um, we were waiting for her to fold and he, in the days we're getting there and getting there. And there was a day he had scheduled to go to Fort Worth. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this horse is going to fall and he's going to be gone. And he got up really early that morning to leave and he went out and checked and sure enough, she had had him and everything was fine. And so he came in and told me, so when the girl, he left and the girls got up, you yeah, know, I drove out in the pasture at like four in the morning cause I had a meeting in Fort Worth and, and Banjo was standing there in her pen and, uh, the grass was, you know, it was about knee high. Yeah. And all of a sudden I saw this little tiny head pop up with a white star on his forehead and just looked at me and I got so excited and I jumped out and I ran over to him and, and rubbed on him for a minute and, rubbed on banjo and told her what a good job she'd done. And then I went back in the house and, and told the girls or told April. So when I got them up for school, we got up early and went out there and Gracie and Emma and Abby. And it was, that was a really, that was a fun morning, fun day. Emma, Mm, We still have both those horses Mm -hmm. and uh, they're still just as spoiled now as they were then. But, you know, (laughs) I guess the whole point of this, everything is, is that I had a home as a boy. I had a good home. I didn't, I didn't have to move around. Uh, you know, I was fortunate in that way. I lived on the family's ranch there and, and we had a good stable home. Uh, you know, April moved around as a kid and, and, um, so then I had babies and made my own home and, <laughs> You know, and, and she she'd had that home because she had Abby and Emma, and and that was her little center. But I hadn't had that, so when we moved into that house, um, you know, it wasn't a mansion, it wasn't the nicest home in the neighborhood, but we were proud of it, and it was cute. But more than anything, more than anything, it became home, not a house. Uh, you know, I'd had houses, but as an adult, I'd never had a home. And that, um, little home on County road 1308 in white house was my home. And I loved it. I love it still. Abby told us not too long ago. I was about to say that. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you want to? Well, I mean, um, she, the Miranda Lambert song that the house that built me, I mean, we all love it. And it came on and she told us that, you know, that's the song that when she hears that song, that's the house she thinks of, you know, that's where our family started. 
this is the girl that bawled yeah. the first time she saw the house. And now when she sees it or when she thinks about it, it's her home. It's the house that built her. That's the house where we became a family. We, we were a family before we moved there, um, you know, but it was in that house that we grew. It was in that house where um, we blended, I think, mm-hmm. more than we ever had. You know, Abby and I became close finally. And I think this is a story that everybody can relate to. I hope that everybody can too on some level. You know, I mean, we all have that place where, you know, your family comes together in a place where you make all of those memories at. And uh, if anything, hopefully our story today, you know, takes you back to that moment where you have those feelings and or you have that place right now. So enjoy that good feeling. Yeah, it's that, nice. that warm place in your, in your heart when you, when you think of a, you know, a fire crackling in the living room and, and your family all around you, you know, that's home. And, and I'm so thankful to April for giving me that because it was, it's pretty sad to not have that. And, uh, you know, we actually just sold the house about, I don't know, three months ago mm-hmm. and we were all, you know, it needed to be sold. Um, we didn't need it anymore, but it was a very sad day when we signed the papers because, um, we saw some stuff there after we signed. And so we went there to collect the things that we had left. And, uh, Stoney and I went in and walked through and looked at everything. And, um, then we stood in the living room and, you know, empty, there's nothing in it. It's completely empty. And And we look around at all the work that we've done. We said a prayer and we thanked God for all the, blessings that he'd given us when we lived there and all the lessons that we learned while we lived there. And we prayed over the family, which we don't know who lives there now, but uh, we said a prayer for them and, you know, that now it's their home and we hope that they have wonderful memories there and a wonderful life. And so hopefully that's working well for them as well as it did for us. And I hope so. But it was a good little home. Thank you everybody for listening and subscribing. Um, we're still building building the podcast up, and um, you should see a Patreon link, um, and that's to help us keep the podcast going, the finances that it takes to pay for all this equipment and to keep it running and to take the time, and um, definitely subscribe, and we love reading your reviews. We really, really do. So um, if you get time, throw a little review down there, and uh, if you find the Patreon page for the Daddy Diaries, um, there are bonuses that you can get if you sign up to that and uh, it will feature like the girls we're going to do try to get some interviews with them podcasts and uh, you can get access to those um so thank you so much for listening and we hope you have a great day or evening you're a pretty good pitch man i am good job everyone have a great day <laughs>